to the Optional Podcast, episode 223 for the week of August 30th, 2021. I don't even know how time works anymore. The Optional Podcast is a show all about video games and how they connect to the world around us. Recorded each week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. What up? We back again. We're still alive, bitches. Still, Still here. We lived. Uh, and uh, today, a, a long time coming, uh, we've got the uh, the young legend on the podcast today. Yes. Uh, oh my the, gosh. The one Very and, excited. The one and only uh, featured contributor, correct? Yes. Uh, Funke Joseph, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm podcasting here. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? I'm good. Thank y'all for having me. I'm so hyped to he- be here and like talking to y'all. Yo, yeah, yeah same. It's it's been a minute. I've, I've wanted to have you on the show. We talked a little bit about it on uh, Shameless Plug, a volume slider, which you can find over at podcastnet.work, uh, but also on mainly on on Spotify. You want to listen to it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, what's going on? What you've been working on? I know you're on a press tour right now. I know. I'm. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm making you talk about 12 minutes for probably the 12th time uh, this week. <laughs> uh, you're also on like three other shows today. So uh, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I appreciate it. Uh, I got it. It's called the optional, but I would not skip this podcast. Hey. Uh, yeah. What's, what's been going on? What you've been working on? Can, can, what, you know, what, what do you want to talk about? Mm, um, I've been working on like a lot of Marvel versus Capcom two stuff, like Ooh. playing that, that hitter of a classic, like searching up the communities, doing some interviews with some folks for a feature coming up soon oh um, shit. but yeah that's been fun that's been like the bulk of my like long form research recently but other than that you know i'm on those streams the the yes. podcast grind uh yeah but chilling ch- kind of just enjoying my last few weeks in toronto before i i move um, oh. and, and catching up with a lot of friends to be honest nice that's good that's always good honestly that's like very healing and necessary i feel like especially if you're yes. about to make a big move uh, well, everybody, yeah. everybody's moving here on this podcast, except for me. Maybe, do you do you know something I don't know? What's going on? <laughs> Should I be worried about the water? Well, I mean, we'll talk about that some other time. Um, but uh, always, be, always be weary about the water. Always be weary about the water. Yeah, you never know yeah, what's yeah. in there. I just saw a post that like the cotton tote bags are bad for the environment what? and worse than plastic bags. Oh, Excuse God, me, my, that's bullshit. My, my, that's what I'm saying. My brain's exploding. I'm like, I thought I was helping. <sighs> nope. Back to square one, you fools. <laughs> you thought you were doing something with your paper straws and your cotton yeah, yeah, tote right. bags? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Just got to throw out all the bags. Just just yeah, hold things with your hands and shit. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, more you bags. Just walk around with a duffel. Just crates. Just crates. And for no other reason than <laughs> oh to carry God. things, uh, which crates. I think we can all agree on. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, before we actually get into the, the, the main part of the show, all three of us present on the podcast... Um, have completed 12 minutes. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It took me a lot longer than 12 minutes. Uh, again, I've mentioned this on the show before. I'm a big, big, big idiot, and it took me a long time to get over some some hurdles. I actually wound up DMing Funke at one point, being like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> am I missing something? What the fuck? Um, but yeah, we want to do a quick little mini uh, discussion about this, and and I, I wanted to present myself with the challenge also because I do want to get to the rest of the show. We're going to talk about the game for 12 minutes, 
very briefly right now. However, they will include spoilers. So if you do want to hear that, stick around after the uh, the outro and, you know, you'll listen to it. But for now, if you don't want to hear that and you want to get into the rest of the show, here's a portal for you. Oh, wow. What a what a trip through that portal. I hope everyone's all right. <laughs> hope everyone still has their, their lunch. Um get a little queasy around I'm here. Kind of woozy. Kind of woozy. <laughs> Have a sip of water uh, while we uh, jump into the show. Since you're our guest uh, and, and uh, we came back from the other dimension where we discussed that other game that we don't have to talk about anymore. I, <laughs> that other game? <laughs> we don't have to talk about it anymore. But yeah. we, tell us about uh, Spookware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spookware is a game that I, originally was it was a demo that was made in like, I, I think, less than 30 days um, by Adam Pipe and a team of developers that featured in the in the Dread X collection, which is which is a horror like mega pack of just mini mini horror games, which mm-hmm. is really cool. You, you, you all should check it out. Every few months, they just pool developers together and say, "Okay, you have like 13 days to make a game based on this theme." Um, so th- they did like a super scary one, and Adam Pipe developed a game called Spookware, which is basically WarioWare with skeletons, uh, <laughs> oh, which wow. is. Yeah, it is so much fun. You're just sitting, it's three skeleton bros sitting on a couch playing these hyper-realistic, think like those Spongebob or Ren and Stimpy close-ups of something gross. (laughs) Uh, Like games that look like that, but also like the the skeletons themselves are in a cute kind of uh, cartoony style. So it's juxtaposed very well. So you're playing a bunch of micro games and they're pretty challenging. Uh, I remember playing the first few like, damn, like this, this doesn't pull its punches. Not like WarioWare, like gives you some chances, gives you more time. This game is pretty intense. Um, so that, that came out a, a little while ago, I think earlier this year or late last year. And since then, the team that made that game in a short amount of time has decided to make it its full own game uh, and make it an RPG that mm. is, instead of fighting, it's micro games, which oh. is kind of exactly my bullshit. I, I've been <laughs> yes. playing it for the past week or so just like damn how how are there no other games like this like this is really good what happened to this genre (laughs) right seriously like this is this when i when i was playing it right now i there's a a few different chapters uh but the first one was like you go to high school figure stuff out you're gathering people for a band class and there's a bunch of rhythm based uh micro games kind of like parappa the rapper and the the next chapter goes into like a murder mystery on a, a cruise ship and it feels just like Ace Attorney. It it's, it seems to just be like boring the the best of, of games that the developers really really enjoy and putting their own spin to it. And I I just have not seen a game like this, and it's really creeping its way onto the top of my goatee list right wow, now. Wow, that's awesome! This looks really really fun. Yeah, I'm <sighs> definitely adding this to the to the queue for this week because I I mean as soon as you said Warrior Wear, I was like what? <laughs> like my head, yes, my, there was an explosion that went off in my head because like, I I'm I'm also extremely excited for the actual Warrior Wear that's going to be coming out actually while we're at the retreat, um, which is going to be exciting. But yes. um, yeah, I uh, 
this sounds amazing. How, like, how did you hear about this game? Was it just like, you know, out in the uh, on the on the timeline, I guess? Yeah, I, I originally when I was freelancing in university for PC Gamer, um, my editor was like, yo, you you like horror stuff. You might like these collections, like the Dread X mm. collections. So I originally just started playing those from the start uh, and have been checking in because it, it's really cool to see really small teams develop games in a short amount of time, like kind of an extended game jam. Um, and, and this is one of the games from there. So I, when I, when I was playing through, I was like, oh dang, you're making a full game off of this, which is, <laughs> y- you love to see something like that. Like people pick up on an idea that is so yeah, un- unlike anything else. And they actually build onto that deeper. Um, yeah. is, is really nice. Wow. Yeah. I definitely going for it in this one. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to check this out. This sounds amazing. Um, Kim, You've been uh, back out in, in space. Yeah, back out in space. Space cop. Reporters and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like chipping my way slowly through uh, Mass Effect 1, uh, replaying it for what, the, I guess the second time. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a decent game. There's a bunch of shit that I don't remember from this first game. Um, from I guess way back in what, 2006, 2007? Um, mm. Yeah, I like uh, they had this weird... Uh, this thing I did yesterday was like I had to restart this mainframe in, in some like ice a planet base or whatever and it was overrun by these aliens of course and oh I was there <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you have to like restart this computer and it's a puzzle game where it has like uh, where can I find this thing yeah 12 um, minutes and you have to <laughs> go into a room and there's no time limit there's no pressure at oh, all okay. but it's basically like these like four stacks of like blocks and you have three panels across i'm gonna try to find the puzzle so i can send it to you guys but basically you have to like figure out this puzzle and it was like the most not mass effect thing i've ever played in mass effect ever and i don't remember it at all i guess there's a way you could bypass it you can just buy um you could buy your way through it you can just spend mm-hmm. like 100 credits or whatever the currency is and you can just like bypass it but um it was just incredible i was like i want more of that in these games like because like the the puzzling in mass effect is really easy it's like uh it's just qte shit um for the most part um but i don't know if you guys have played this at all but it's it's interesting let me see if i can find this i mean like oh eight so i I don't remember a a A damn thing yeah yeah but that's pretty much it. I've been slowly chipping away, and it, it's an enjoyable experience. It's really relaxing for me, uh, shooting the shit out of uh, different alien people. And well, I guess we're the aliens, right? The humans are the aliens. Yeah, you're the alien. Damn, Damn. you're the alien. Damn, horrible man. alien. Think. How the turns of table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How was it revisiting that game? I guess a, a, almost a decade or so after release. It's weird, um, but it feels like home. Like I, I love these games. Like. I've, I've said it a lot, like through their faults and shit. And like, you know, being a fucking space cop is, you know, exactly what it is. Right. Like it's pretty shitty, but it mm-hmm. is really fun. Like I, I can't deny that I have like a ton of fun, you know, riding around in my, my space, uh, spacecraft and then being on my Rover and being on these random planets, just exploring and chilling out and listening to podcasts. Like it's really Ooh. relaxing for me. And also nice. it's like something where like, my girlfriend can be playing her music and like the captions are going like, I don't really need the sounds and shit. Yeah. Like most other games, like I really need to be immersed, but like I rock this with no headphones, like 
the, the our day goes on and no one else is disturbed. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's not like it's not like a, yeah, it's not like Apex or anything where I have to like be hyper focused. I'm just running around shooting people. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's so it's so nice to have games like that, like the relaxing or even podcast games. Because yeah. I hear the Apex thing, like when I play Valorant, you gotta be listening for those footsteps. You gotta be listening for like a, yeah. a gun drop or something. Yeah. You gotta be super attentive to sound and, and space, but it's good to relax and kind of take it easy. Yeah, I love, go, go I love to space. that. Space, <laughs> go to space, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I've. That's why I meant. That's why I'll just like put on some pit cross sometimes and just like throw on, throw on a podcast. And I'm, that's all I need. I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. I don't need a lot in life. I just need mm-hmm. a good pit cross game, and and maybe a good podcast, which you can find over at fanbyte.com slash podcast oh, or yeah. podcastnet dot work. Plug 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 plug. I uh, speaking of which, actually, I've also been listening to podcasts and music while I play uh, the game that I'm going to talk about this week, which is Motorsport Manager. It's been on my like, um, it's been on my uh, list for a minute, and um, I finally got around to it this week. Um, just because, obviously, my descent into motorsports continues, and I am becoming completely, completely infatuated with the with the whole universe that is motorsports. Uh, last weekend, actually, um, or if, listen, if you're listening to this on Monday, it's two weekends ago. I uh, I watched the Le Mans uh, 24 hour race in uh, in France. 24 uh, hour race. It's yeah, it's a 24 hour race um, where they have like shifts, like they have different divisions of cars that are on the track, basically all competing for their own division, but also the race um, altogether. Fascinating. Like I, I I watched it. I watched the start of it. Then at night, uh, you know, here and there, I was like checking in on my phone. Uh, I, I linked up with some friends that day and. Uh, I was even checking it on the YouTube. Like you could go to like a specific racing team's YouTube channel, and they'd have a live feed like at night, like just like just tearing through the woods, like the the road through the woods, and like it's a race that's happening like while while we were gathering. It was it was wild. And then I got to see the end of it. Um, woke up early to see the end of it. But yeah, so yeah. with with that, I, I got into Motorsport Manager because I know that like I tend I tend to be very very like oh, I don't want I don't want anything to do with a manager managerial game like that sounds like that sounds boring that's just like work right like you sign in you check your mm-hmm. emails you make sure your, your calendar is all right you know what i mean like it's it's a lot of work it's a lot yeah. of like you know micromanagement and um i never really found one that clicked for me until of course now that i'm head over heels for motorsports um i've been playing a lot of f1 2021 still here and there uh, I completed like the story mode. I'm going to start a career. I'm actually starting uh, my own my own career mode with a team. That's there's a mode there where you can be the owner and the driver. It's it's pretty neat. It's very simplified uh, management stuff. Still, it still gets pretty deep though. Um, but I wanted something a little more zoomed out where I didn't have to like like we were just talking about be hyper focused because when I'm playing that game, I'm like sweating. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's Saturday. I got uh, a full thing of, of cold brew and I'm like I'm fully alert. Like I, I I went to sleep to wake up early to do this. Like it's like going to the gym or some shit. Um, uh, so I, I don't like to do that all the time. And um, so I wanted to do something a little more relaxed that I could just sort of do at my own pace. And Motorsport Manager is exactly that. It's and it's exactly like what it sounds like. It's a it's actually made by Sega, so they have a lot of like, you know, football manager and all these other kind of manager games. If you've ever played a Yakuza game, you've probably played some kind of flavor, some light, you know, diet flavor of what these games are basically like. Mm. Like if you've played the Yakuza Zero Cabaret Club mini game, if you've played the I think it was a construction mini game in Kiwami or Kiwami Two. Um, yeah. They all, it's also like, in Zero a lot of those two. games. 
In Zero Two? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the the real estate game, all those kind of games are are a lot like this, um, um, where you're, you know, scouting uh, employees, your like staff, drivers, obviously mechanics, engineers. You're um, checking the calendar. You're, you're creating and developing parts. You're working on cars. You're improving them over time, and it's it's all of that stuff. Finances, like looking, getting sponsorships, and sometimes uh, committing the sin of asking the big rich billionaire for more money which is which i love to do i love to piss off that guy it's great it's like look <laughs> you want a fucking motorsport team yeah. you gotta pay up you know i start to get <laughs> i start, to, get, I start price, to turn dude. into a real asshole yeah it's true though yeah honestly like this shit is not cheap uh so it's a lot of that and it's all and then of course it's like the race and the race day and oh it, it's gotten me now fully understanding and appreciating F1, because I'm doing F3 at the moment, but the same things sort of apply, the same processes of practice and qualifying than the race, of understanding what happens on those days because you're having to micromanage all of it. And it's, mm. it's obviously like a very Fisher-Price version of it. You're not like um, the real world version is obviously going to be way more complex um, when it comes to like test day, for example, or practice when the drivers are out and then they come back in, they say, okay, I need more. I need more oversteer and I want more downforce and I uh, I want shorter um I want the gears to be to the gear changes to be faster like it's a very like simplified version of having to do all that have and then the race of course you have to manage the pit stops and the the tire management the fuel management there's so much wow. but it never it sounds like a lot but it, it I swear it is not overwhelming in at, at all cuz you can you can stop how? Yeah, right. This, everything you're saying sounds so stressful. I looked up this game while you're talking. I'm like, how are you saying this is easier? Like, so, so here's here's where like it finally has clicked for me is is because like I have been keeping up with all of this news mm. um, from a very like you know obviously from a far vantage point of like oh you know Ferrari got caught cheating kind of with their engines. Haha, <laughs> that's that's so funny. They're they're idiots. And then you wind up having to do the same things in this game where sometimes when you're <laughs> making an engine, yeah, there you have to like, you can make some trade-offs. You can say, I <laughs> want some more cheetah blood on that. Yo, know, honestly, it's like, you, you want, you want me to make this two days faster. It's going to look, it's going to be a little, you know, yeah. slide a little under the, under the, you know. So it's like, okay, so let's do that. And then there's like a chance that, that they'll catch you at the, after every race because they do wow. inspections. That's they they can cool. catch you cheating. And then, of course, you get a fine and you have to turn that part in. So I, it sounds overwhelming and I, it, 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 maybe it is. But like for me, like it's because I understand the sport now. Like it's like imagine if, you know, right. take any of your favorite sport or favorite game that you like to watch or whatever. And then imagine if there was a, a, a game that may, like let you manage a team for that. Like you, like Funke, you mentioned Valorant earlier, but imagine there was like an esports manager team a game. Oh where, God! Like, you <laughs> know, Managing where, those like shitty sixteen-year-olds. Yo, way too good. <laughs> that's the other thing too. Is like the drivers, like they have their own behaviors off the track as well. And so you'll get an email saying like, "Oh, so and so is uh, not feeling well, and they're thinking about maybe going on a trip, or or your engineer um, just leaked information to another team about your engine. What do you want to do?" Yeah, so you got to go. Oh shit! Like I got, I guess I got to fire him because, like, bro, this seems like seven different games in one. Like you're doing, you're like playing with a Tamagotchi. You got your little fucking mini games. You got like 
freaking agility checks. You're rolling a D20. Like, what is going on? And I, and Cam, you know me. Yeah. I've never been into this I know. kind of shit. I, this shit, I'm so allergic to this kind of shit that I'm like, I don't want to play a management. Again, I don't want to be a manager. But uh, because I love the sport now so right, much. Right, right, right. And I know the drivers. I even know the team principals. I know some engineers and, and mechanics even. The team principals, um, is that someone who manages the team or like what their creed is? Uh... Oh no no that's like someone who yeah who matches oh, yeah I, I thought it was like a creed you had to come up with like a credo at the, the beginning <laughs> no, no, no it's like a it's like an oath yeah. I, I I swear to uh, put motorsport over everything um no 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 it's it, it's a like the position the name of the position so yeah mm-hmm. I I'm because of all of that um it has again just sort of fueled that fire that is burning deep within me for for motorsports and now I'm like you know, it, it's one thing. It's so cool because I've been playing so much for the past, you know, since it's since it's been out, maybe a couple months at this point, maybe a few months. F one twenty twenty one, and I'll wrap up here because I've been ranting for a minute. But um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I've been practicing the actual technique of being the driver, the person who operates that car. Mm-hmm. And uh, and obviously, it's a sim- simulation game. I've got some assists on and stuff, but but for the most part, I have to learn. Um, and I talked about it previously on the show. I have to I have to learn the best racing line. I have to make sure. I'm managing my tires and my fuel from like an operator level, right? Like on the on, like literally on track on the ground. Now I'm learning about how important it is to develop the car, how important it is to make sure the finances are correct, how, mm-hmm. how important it is to make sure that like you're taking care of your drivers, you're listening to their feedback. Like it, there is, it, it's so, it's such a beautiful tutorial and a very, very, again, Fisher Price tutorial of the way it all connects. And for me, it's, again, satisfying the very, um, I don't know, persistent need I have of, like, learning how things work and, like, tearing them apart and then putting them back together. So, um, we need yeah, to do like a little. Manager. We need to make a little, a short film. Basically, it's like the Ted Lasso of F1. And oh. it's, it's you. It's just you <laughs> going over to Monaco and Honestly, managing that is a such team. A, that is such a perfect uh, like example. Like Ted Lasso is basically a motorsport <laughs> manager. It's like because mm. because you're having to learn all these different like, you know, personalities right, right, and right. rules and stuff. It's it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I second that. We're also going to start up a stream soon on the Fanbyte side of things, where we we're I'm going to make a Fanbyte uh, a Scuderia Fanbyte. I'm going to make a, a team. Nice. And we're all going to sort Paul, of. Yeah, I, I was about. I was about to say, like, hearing you talk about this is so fun. Like, I, I cannot drive and I don't know shit about cars, <laughs> but this is cool. Like, yeah. I, I want to see you stream something like this and kind of, like, walk through what's going on. Because when I see screenshots of this game, it is overwhelming. But yeah. hearing you kind of just break it all down is is great. Yeah, I, I'm. Th- thanks for that. Because I'm, I, I, I'm so excited about it. And it, it, it's gotten me to, to a, a level of, of just, like, pure like teenage boy joy for me that reminds me of playing Gran Turismo 3 till mm. you know till the sun came up mm. um that's very that good it's uh yeah it's it's uh, I'm I'm I had a stream actually uh last night uh Nikki hopped in the stream as well shout out to Pierre a couple of folks uh, were in there as well BMAC and um yeah it was it was mad fun it was it was fun to like like look I know this is a lot <laughs> I was like reassuring the audience like I know this is like a, a spreadsheet right now but trust me I'm gonna walk you through it and I can't wait to like do it on the fan side where you know hopefully LB and Danielle and, and Dylan of course Dylan's also a big motorsport motorsport person on the team um 
give me some input, you know, whenever, whenever we can. So keep an eye out for that. Um, okay. Wow. I can't believe I spent most of the show talking about cars again. I, and I racing. Loved it. I, loved, um, I love your passion. <laughs> let's, Seriously. let's jump into our, our non game picks of the week. Funke. I'm so excited to hear you talk about what you brought for us to, for, for us today. What, what is that? Yeah. So <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Why did you say what, what like is that? <laughs> what is, what is, what that? is this? <laughs> so, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What can I say? Mm. Um, I used to be super into reality TV as a child with my family. Absolutely. We'd watch Big Brother, Survivor, all that jazz. And then like, in high school, I watched a lot of The Bachelor and Love Island. Oh, let's kinda, go. I got kind of sick of those ones. And now I'm Real Housewives pilled. Like mm. these people... It's ridiculous. It, it 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 feels kind of like when I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and his problems aren't real. And he's, he's like so rich that it just doesn't matter. Like the littlest things are what are his issues. It's the same thing, but these are real people. And wow. just like they'll spend 40K on like a four-year-old's birthday. Like it's nothing. Wow. And just their lives are ridiculous. And there, there's some really, really funny people on the show. I, I, I can't stop watching it. Uh, yeah. I love it. Like yeah, my, my, we definitely have like a a reality show fix at the moment, like me and my partner. And hey. like yeah, we're we're doing like two different Love Island shows. We're watching The Bachelor. We're Yep. <laughs> we're now watching the Bachelor Island one. Uh it's it's Oh ridiculous. Bip? Bachelor yeah. in Paradise? <laughs> yeah, Bachelor in Paradise, yeah. What? They just combined Love Island and the yeah, Bachelor. Exactly. Oh, That's the all messiest it is. one. It's super messy. That's when That's they like, get the people that like didn't win didn't to make just it, go yeah. on an island and just oh my god yeah it's great meet each other it's fantastic. I, I feel th- this is certainly a meeting of the minds because you already know the fucking vibes we, we watch <laughs> so much reality television in this household it's absurd and it, it was honestly like it's one of those things where um, you know at the beginning of the pandemic even before the pandemic my partner loves reality television mm-hmm. um, because you know it, it is this really absurd I, I've I've it's. It's so funny you mentioned that, Funky. I've never thought about it in that way of like curb your enthusiasm connection because it's that's <laughs> such a beautiful connection to that because it, it really is this absurd level of drama that is obviously manufactured and you, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. some of it is you know kind of like winking at the audience but but you know that and and you accept that you kind of suspend your disbelief and you go into it um, knowing that and it, it's fun once you can get past because I, I used to kind of be like I used to scoff at it you know whenever my my. Uh, my partner would watch, and then I, and then of course, five minutes later, I'm like, "Can you believe?" What <laughs> yeah, you just right, said? right. Like <laughs> my my partner loves the uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, which she's, she's currently watching. Ooh. And whenever that's on, I'm just like, "All right, you know what? Maybe I'll just take a break from work real quick and just wheel my chair over she and watch the TV." You. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's this very interesting, like dynamic of just. I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure because I'm not even no, guilty no, about no, saying no, I love no, reality no. television. Um, and that, that's the, uh, another reason why I keep trying to sell again, I'm hit my motorsport pitch, but check out drive to survive on Netflix. It's basically like the real housewives of Monaco. It's like, <laughs> it is, survive. It, it's so, that's how I got into motorsports. I was like, oh, this show is cool. And it has really great footage of this cool ass motorsport, but also like everybody on there is so messy and like, just so it's just great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it's so good. Um, wow, I will add that pick. to my list. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm also going to add Real Housewives of Beverly Hills now because you, since I'm, you told me the current yeah. connection, 
I'm watching from the start, by the way. So like 2010 um, and just some of the personalities, like they're all rich and definitely horrible to a lot of people on the show that aren't rich, but you do develop favorites and you're like, well, I, I know Kyle is an instigator, but everyone else is, is just so like passive (laughs) that you need her. Like the show would fall flat if it didn't have her. So yeah, I really recommend it. Oh, can't wait to, can't wait to watch. Um, I, I'll go into mine since it's sort of slightly related, I guess, in the world of a documentary film. Mm. Um, I watched the uh, Netflix documentary. Um, I think it's just called Malice at the Palace. Let me just triple check it. But it's it's basically about, for those who don't know, um, something that happened uh, it, between the two NBA teams, the Pacers and the Pistons, the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. This was in 2004. So yep. it was a very long time ago. I remember like it was yesterday because yep. I remember, <clears throat> I remember watching that game and being like, uh, I, I'm honestly, it was so long ago that Cam, we might've been watching this game together as like teenagers. You know, what's crazy. Um, like, I don't remember where I was, but I do remember like turning and being like, what the fuck is happening right now? You know how you don't like pay attention to the game? Like as you know, all the way right. out and you're just like mm-hmm. oh something happened and it was just like a mess already and we were like what the fuck is going on yeah like yeah, i, I the, like remember it like it was yesterday it was incredible what what happened yeah, same same um so what happened was it, it so this, this documentary goes into all of that from from everybody's perspective and from the players that were involved so essentially what happened was uh, two games were having uh, two teams were having a, a game. I think it was the playoffs or the or the finals. It was I think it was the it's playoffs. playoffs. It was the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and they were in Detroit, and the game got heated at one point, and the fans took it upon themselves to get involved and huh? started throwing things at the players, like throwing <laughs> like like you know bottles and, and and like just all their shit at the players. And as a result, Ron Artest, uh, who who's now known as Metal World Peace. Um, jumped into the crowd and and like all the players and like the the people the fans were like fighting each other and there were no cops to be found in that arena. Yeah, like I mean, back in those days, like you could legit kind of be like right up on the court. Like mm-hmm. you can get down to like courtside like pretty easily in most most stadiums. Like it was very wild west. Like literally, like yeah. that was the day the NBA changed. Like yep. from like being the sport that it was to like you know, to what it is now and like a very protected sport. Um, mm-hmm. it, it changed everything. Like, cause now it's like yeah. way more protected. Um, they're way more conscious about like, um, fan and player interactions. They're way more conscious about player to player interactions. Like you can't even be emotional on the court anymore. Really? Right. Um, yeah. You, you get technical f- uh, fouls, you get fined. Um, that's what they started if, doing. If like you're crying. Then. No, if you're like yelling, if you're cursing, okay. if you're like mouthing off at the crowd, or like can show, you imagine showboating like being for too punished much, punished for yeah. crying, <laughs> or like staring at somebody, you can get fined. It's it's nuts how much the sport changed from that moment. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it like if you yeah, I would watch this documentary. I haven't watched it yet, but it's it's fantastic. It's it is incredible because they have all the footage from all the cameras in the in the and that was the other thing too that Cam you mentioned it but I, I re- also remember like like having to like wait 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 like something's happening yeah and then like looking at the TV because like the cameras like the the broadcast cameras were having a hard time trying to keep up with the, all of with everything that was happening and the commentators were also on the floor and the crowd is I mean imagine like hundreds and hundreds thousands of people like it it, it essentially turned into 
like wow. a riot on the on like on the behalf of like the fans and it, it was gross it was like it was really mm-hmm. gross to see and and then and like the nba of course being the nba business like winds up like cam says implementing all these different rules and fines and punishments for different things and like kind of you know shooting in the wrong direction so to speak right like they, they, the attention went in the wrong direction i feel like like uh, yeah, but the, the fans you said the fans were throwing shit at them like yeah, literally yeah. squaring up with players like so like yeah they, it was it started off as a fight between players right like you know as it would happen often and they were breaking it up and a fan threw like a soda at into like the huddle and Mm -hmm. ron artes was the first one to like just bound up to where he thought it was coming from and it was it it wasn't the right person but he just hauled off and like punched the dude in the in the stands i'm watching that right now it's incredible just command grab this dude (laughs) 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 yeah 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 it's it's absolutely incredible and there's like other players that went in there and like Jermaine O'Neal was there. It, it was yeah. nuts. Uh, ben, and, and, ben, he, and it was Ben Wallace's fault. Like Ben it, Wallace. <laughs> yeah, Ben Wallace. Yeah. Um, it's really tragic. Like, you know, after everything happened, especially like how it impacted certain players' mm-hmm. careers, Jermaine O'Neal being one of them. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a really, 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 really well done, like 30 for 30 ass uh, yeah. documentary, like ESPN style documentary. I highly recommend it. It, it, goes in it goes some places too that 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 they, that they're not afraid to to talk about because they they got the players they're talking honestly and candidly about what happened because for a while too they weren't even legally or contractually allowed to talk about it yep. like the NBA yeah. you know kind of wiped their hands clean of it and moved on swept it under the rug mm-hmm. but um check it out it's on Netflix highly recommend it it's it's like an hour or something like it's, it's pretty short but um, check it out, uh, Cam. What you got? Uh, yeah, so I started watching this this show. I'm gonna do this pretty quick uh, so we can uh, wrap up. But I uh, started watching the show on HBO. I, I think it's. I haven't really seen like a ton of people talking about it, but I have seen you know um, some of my um, the people I follow on like Twitter talking about it. But it's called The White Lotus, and it's basically about a hotel in Hawaii, and it's occupied. <laughs> by or uh patroned by um affluent white folks and so Mm. it sets up this this um dynamic where it's like all right so you have the affluent white folks so it's like three families so it's like a a family like a big family of like four and the the oldest daughter's friend who was a black girl they're in one group then you have a couple a newlywed couple white white couple they're one group, and then you have this woman who's an older white lady, and she's there to bury or her, scatter her mother's ashes in Hawaii um, as her final wishes. And then you have, in the middle of that, you have literally middle management, which is a white guy who works on the island, and he's kind of like... Classic. Right. So you have this like battle between them, and then you have everybody under him who is mostly like the, the black and brown folks. So you have... The black woman who is the head of the spa, uh, you have all the Hawaiian native workers who are like busboys and waiters and stuff like that. And then you have all the other people that are working under them. So it's like this this uh, tripod of like tension mm-hmm. and it's all pretty much surrounded by like white affluence and how much like these people can just walk all over and like suck the air and literally the life out of everything that they come across. Right. Like it's phenomenal. It's like a dark comedy, but 
it, it's like some of the performances are really, really good. Like you really hate these fucking people. Yeah. Um, Ken, I was watching the first episode and that dude, the white rich dude who's oh complaining God. about the sweet. Oh my I'm like, God. you're in the, he, he's trying to get like a pineapple sweet when he's in the banana sweet. Yeah. And his wife's like, honey, it's okay. Like, like we have yeah, a great so sweet. It's, it's little things like that. Like we've all worked customer service where like so you've enough. dealt with this customer that's just like, will not just let it go. It's yeah. that to the, to the max where he like literally takes it to a point of no return. Um, and it's just like going through those stories. It kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie from the 90s called Four Rooms. And it was like Quentin Tarantino, oh. like uh, Robert Rodriguez. It was a bunch of other, it was like a um, like an anthology. Uh, but it was about like uh, this hotel and it centered around like a busboy. And basically it was like four different rooms, four different stories. And they all connected through him pretty much. And mm-hmm. White Lotus is the same way. Like the main character is really like the the manager of the hotel. He's really the only thing that like um, staples these stories together. They interact a little bit like when they're sitting at dinner, when everybody's at the, the main like hotel dinner area, like you'll see the other characters and stuff. But other than that, they don't really interact. And it's just it's I think it's I think I liked it a lot. But it's one of those shows where you're going to be like, this fucking sucks. Like, I hate all of these people. Like, you're really frustrated. Like, the tension is so good. And I really like shows like that. Like, I like feeling uncomfortable a little bit when I'm watching these, like, drama shows. Um, It has some, like, really funny moments. But it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I find, like, we just finished it last night. And uh, I find myself, like, constantly thinking about it all day today. Uh, it's about six episodes. Damn. It's really good. I, I I would recommend watching it. Um, and let me know how you how you feel about it. It's definitely going to be polarizing because it does feel like one of those shows that was made by white people for white people to feel better about, mm-hmm. like hating other white people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, yeah, I'm not them. I'm not rich. You know, like it's like one, white it's, people. Yeah, there, right, right. It's, it feels <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> I, like I, again, I'm not white, so I don't know how that feels, but. Um, it feels like you're supposed to feel empathetic towards the middle management uh, regular. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of goes there. Because everybody sucks in the show. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Like, ev- like every single character, except for maybe one, like just is like a terrible person in their own right. Someone's always trying to get over on somebody else. But it's really well shot. Like the performance is really good. I think it has some pretty decent themes um yeah i i enjoyed it actually so nice yeah yeah i'm, I'm so curious to check this out yeah it, it's it, short it, too it's like six hours so okay nice it reminds me of another hbo show secession which is another one of those yeah. shows where yep. you're like supposed yep. to it's really very everybody it's and, much it's exactly like that yeah i love i fucking love secession season though. three soon uh, soon oh, i can't wait let's fucking go okay uh speaking of which let's uh let's jump into questions for the week if you have any questions for us please feel free to throw them into our questions channel in the uh, optional discord or the fanbyte discord there's a room in there as well just make sure you kind of label it optional so i can catch them you can also send an email to podcast.fanbyte.com and make sure again you put optional in the subject line so i can catch it uh, continuing the voicemail tradition, uh, you can also call us and leave us a message at 424-GAMERZZ. That's 
so we can hear those lovely voices on gamers. our show. Uh, let's go, gamers. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, we got Billy, who left us a voicemail. Uh, and here it is. Hello again, Paul, Cam, and possibly today's special guest. Uh, this is Billy, That's a.k.a. Me. Jumpgate, from the Optional Discord. Uh, my question for you all this week is, what is your holy grail item that you hope to find one day, uh, be it a game, article of clothing, or a literal holy chalice made of gold and precious gems? Is there something <laughs> rare you're hoping to stumble across while sorting through clothing racks, record bins, or store shelves? Oh, that's a man. good one. Um, that's a really good question. I, I think about this all the time. Um, Paul knows, like, we, but back in the day, we used to really, I mean, we still kind of are, but we really used to be into sneaker collecting back in, like, oh, high school. sneakers, too. Um, and I always think of Holy Grails as sneakers, that's what we used to call them. Like, you know, like, you get your one pair, like, I'm never going to get these ever again. And that, sure enough, that happened to a pair of uh, Nike SB's dunks that I used to have. Uh, they were called the Tokyo Taxis. They oh, the are, Tokyo Taxis. They're these lime green and yellow shoes. And they're the best looking shoes I've ever seen in my life. They were the most comfortable pair of shoes I've ever had. I beat them to the ground. I love those shoes. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I love those shoes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that I wear my sneakers. I, I love people that wear their sneakers. Like you can collect yeah. them, you can keep them on the shelf. But like, I recommend wearing your sneakers, even if you're Ooh. a hardcore collector. Yeah, these are uh, Yeah, they're my favorite shoes ever. Um, and. Yeah, I hope to one day be reunited with them. I wear a size nine and a half. Uh, if, if anybody there, out there uh, has a plug, I will wear some fake ones. I don't care. Um, <laughs> they're they're just a great shoe, like really good looking shoe. They don't really like Nike hasn't really made like stylish. I mean, they're coming back around to that, but like especially Dunks, they they haven't really made like a um, statement pieces in a very long time. Like tried things, yeah, um, and these these are really cool. I, I still miss my old Carhartts from back in the day. I, I oh, the black with the gum bottoms. Up. black with the gum bottoms oh, were nice. Hard. Yeah. Um, mine's also sneaker, but funky. What's yours? Mine is uh, <laughs> not a sneaker, but the Death Stranding BB. Oh, <laughs> that they um they dropped at the game. Uh, I think it's a lamp or something. But I did not have any cash when that game <laughs> dropped. So was it was it like a real size one, like a light yeah, size? It was like a fully oh, just like shit. a light up thing. I can find a, a pick in a sec, but that that thing was very cool. And I don't know if there's still if they're still out there, but yeah, if I if I found that anywhere, I would just that's a lamp. It's a free lamp. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I would totally true. rock like a baby. <laughs> Oh, you'd wear it. Yeah, I, I, I wear the oh, you're gonna oh, wear it. I wear that shit to, to school. Damn, it came in a pelican case and shit. That's nice. That's mm. hard. Um, Simulate carrying uh, things. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, that's true. Mine is also a sneaker. This is like the first thing I thought of. But uh, same, a similar story a few years ago. I think this was like 2014 or 2015. Uh, they released a collaboration uh, between Jordan and the Anime Slam Dunk. And uh, they released a pair of sixes that had... Uh, the they were like these red sixes that were really really beautiful i wouldn't wear them i would literally put them like in an air sealed case because that blue sort of translucent oh, yes. material will yellow up real quick Ooh. um when it's oxi- when it oxidizes i guess um but yeah that uh the the sort of little details in, on the sneaker itself with like the anime characters on them it was just beautiful i was also pretty fucking broke at the time <laughs> and i couldn't afford it so i was like well they're, that's they're nice like, maybe yo, one 300 day 300 boy 
Yeah, yeah. These look retail. Cool. Who, what is what is on? What are the graphics? So it's from an anime called Slam Dunk or a manga called Slam Dunk. Oh, um, it's a basketball anime from the or and manga from the nineties. Um, I'm not even like a huge fan. I, I like the show. I think it's cool, but I just think those are so pretty. I think yeah. they're so like I would love to have those on a shelf or something just on display. Um, yeah, and I got I got I actually got my Holy Grail on my first trip to Japan. I got a copy of uh, Bare Knuckle Two, which is Streets of Rage Two on uh, a seal. Like, well, it's not it's not brand new sealed, but it's sealed and it has the game inside, like the case and everything. It's it's amazing. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, Desiccated Veins asks. Um, what do you think is the best thing you've cooked lately or, uh, or gotten from a restaurant? Um, Cam. Shit. Um, I, I hate cooking. Um, same. So I haven't really done that in a while. Actually, no, nah, I made a banging ass sandwich for me and my girlfriend the other day. All right. We had two t- types of meat, three types of cheeses. Damn. Whoa. Fucking, um, yeah. Slow down. We love cheese. Uh, it was just like a cold cut sandwich, but. Turkey, gabagool. chicken, gabagool. <laughs> gabagool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just a good good little sandwich. Like those, you know, pickle on the side. It's, it's nice. Ooh, nice chips. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That sounds nice, really nice. Yeah, just something like refreshing just to get you through the day, you know? Decadent. Yeah. Uh, Funky, how about you? Uh, I made a chicken Alfredo pasta, some damn. light. Yeah. It was, it's, well, don't say damn. It didn't look that good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the sauce. I'm not a good cook, but it was it was fun to to make that uh, recently. And for restaurant, I had a I don't know how to pronounce it, but Naduja pizza, which is just like Ooh. mozzarella, lots of meats and olive oil, just fire. Oh damn, Naduja. Um, that sounds good. I, I haven't. I mean, we've been eating out here and there, uh, like at a restaurant, but um, not 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 a lot, obviously, still. Um, but. I can't think of anything, but off the top of my head, the last thing I cooked that was pretty good. I, I I make a pretty good like. I mean, this is like struggle meal, a very bachelor meal, but um, I add a little bit of uh, Ecuadorian spin to it, just like some rice, uh, chicken cutlet, some beans. But I put this thing called cebollado, which is like uh, chopped up. But Cam, you've had it before. It's basically like ceviche, like mm-hmm. the, the sort of base ingredients for what ceviche is. Um, but you know, it's like like tomatoes, onions, some like. Um, lemon juice and stuff like that mm. kind of like let it soak for a bit yeah it's really nice especially on like fish or like breaded chicken or whatever it's 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 simple meal but it's like a it's kind of like a love that shit one of my go-to's because i could do that and i could do that in like 30 minutes or whatever real quick but um not this not the instead that takes a little bit longer but uh all my ecuadorians know know what i'm talking about uh okay so Eric Lowlander asks, uh, "What is the Nickelback of desserts?" We got a lot of culinary questions this so week. By um, Nickelback of desserts, meaning they're low key fire, and everybody just hates on it. <laughs> just for the joke, everybody. Yeah, is, what's your yeah? You, is that what you, it means? You like a Nickelback song? You'll hum to it. You'll tap your foot to one for sure. Mm. Are, 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 are <laughs> they Canadian? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I listened to a Nickelback song uh, before we recorded this. What? To, well, because I saw the question, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh. what?" Well, I've never really listened to them. Um, they're fine. The joke, they're not. They're they're not as they're bad not, as everyone yeah, says. Exactly. I feel like. So I would, okay. if that's the 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 definition, I'll say carrot cake. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have an answer for this. Uh, Funke, how about you? Oof, just fine. Like. <laughs> Like it's not as bad as everyone says. Yeah, it's just not as bad as everyone says. 
Um, frozen yogurt. I knew a lot of people in high school that really hated on that. And I was like, dope. I, I tried it and I was like, yeah, it, it doesn't taste like ice cream, but you know, it's, it's its own thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's doing something good. Yeah, exactly. It knows, it knows what it is. Wow. Just like Nickelback, huh? <laughs> um, so Snacks McGee asks, uh, do y'all have any obscure or oddly specific words to live by that you've picked up over the years? For instance, one of mine is you look good, you feel good, you win. Uh, which I got from my middle school social studies teacher like 15 years ago. Uh, Funky, do you have any words of wisdom you can share with uh, mm. with all of us? Yeah, I mean, I worked at a shitty tech startup, and my boss always used to say, "Keep it simple, keep it stupid," um, which I didn't really like at the time. But I can't. I guess it's <laughs> kind of evolved into like just don't overthink shit as much. Uh, I think that yeah. that mentality has really helped because, like, when I get in my own head, it's never fun. It's it's not fun. Sure. It's like end of Evangelion up in there. So I try to just <laughs> keep it chill. And if I if I'm ever spiraling spiraling too deep, I, I take a step back and be like, okay, chill. Everything's okay. That's good. That's good words of advice. I like that one. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, uh, mine. I, I have one that I pretty much live by. There's two in particular. One that my uh, late grandmother used to say, which is, um, "There's there's a solution for everything." So I know when 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 things get go wrong. I don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Mm. Uh, the other one is uh, no failure, only feedback. So I don't, be- I don't really um, sort of, I don't look at failure as a bad thing. I think failure is exciting. Like to me, failure is a thing to embrace and learn mm. from and then, you know, get back up and try again. So I, I, I try to keep that in the back of my head because I, I like to do things that make me nervous. And I mean, we started the podcast, I was like terrified, but um, I like trying things that, push me a little bit and i know it's okay to it's okay to fail and lose uh cam what about you uh yeah so i always say all will be well right like i don't know where i got that from but i've been saying it for years it's just like everything's gonna be all right um it calms me down like when i'm really stressed out all will be well it'll work itself out right like the money will will come you're gonna be broke it's temporary all will be well. You're, you're healthy, like whatever it is. But my new one, I like saying it because of TikTok, is got to see it through, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love it. Um, okay, and real quick to make up for what some listeners are about to listen to, uh, Matt asks, uh, do y'all have a favorite or underrated time loop piece of media, video game, movie, TV, book, etc.? cetera? Uh, Funke, do you? Yeah, I uh, came out, uh, I have no sense of time right now, maybe last year, this year, earlier this year, Loop Hero. Um, ah. Very fun, like semi-AFK game where the world is lost, so you go on a fantasy quest to remember it, and you're fighting ghouls and kind of remembering what the, what the map looks like, and you keep going around this track and, and fighting things and changing your equipment. It's very chill. It reminds me of kind of like a, a Bloons tower defense game um where you can kind of uh, not you don't have to be paying the most attention but it's still like a, a very rewarding experience it keeps nice uh, nice I, I checked that game out i've heard a lot about it and i've heard some pretty divisive things too but i i, I want to see it out i want to see it for myself um cam what's yours uh it was a, a little novella from japan um a little book called uh, all you need is kill which was adapted into the movie Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. Um, but, but the book is specifically All You Need Is Kill by uh, Hiroshi Sakurazaka. Um, yeah, that, it's a fantastic book. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow is a really good uh, movie as well. So Great movie. Yeah. 
Shout out to Emily Blunt. You're welcome on the show anytime. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise too. I want uh, I want to hear from his. I don't know weirdo. about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise I would love to talk to his weird ass. Nah, I don't know if I could deal with that energy. <laughs> but uh, but no, but Edge of Tomorrow is good. That that was gonna be my pick, but since Cam kind of picked it, I'm gonna take the the second to plea to Funke because I, I I listened in horror as Funke uh, proclaimed. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I don't want to put too much pressure on you. Um, but you said you couldn't really. Uh, gel with outer wilds um so that's my favorite loop thing um i think it always will be i didn't really gel well with uh, majora's mask the first time i played it even though i Mm -hmm. think like i could i still took away the lessons from that like how cool that was and stuff like that but i think outer wilds kind of perfects it and then takes it like leaps and bounds into like another dimension it's brilliant I, um, I, yeah, th- I've heard a lot of great things. I didn't get into Outer Wilds. I, I don't hate it. I, to be clear, I just wanted to say, I <laughs> just like, don't come for me. It. Why do you hate it? Is what I want to know. <laughs> so why do you dislike this game and everyone who made it? No, I, yeah, why you hate, why are you such a hater? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to the first part, but I mean, I've heard great things and what you're saying right now, it does seem to do some cool stuff, especially later on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it, it made me, it, made me cry and when i hear things from the game that like it just brings up things and makes me emotional it's it's a great game mm. um okay um at the buzzer a little bit a little bit over the buzzer but uh funke thank you so much for taking thank the you. time out of your out of your very busy press tour at the moment <laughs> i know you got another appointment with i think with tom cruise and emily Blunt. <laughs> yeah i think you're doing um tell the people uh, how they can find you online and keep up with all the great work that you do uh, you can check me out on Twitter at FunkeFly, F-U-N-K-E-F-L-Y, where I'd be posting some dumb shit for fun because the internet's not serious. Yes. And we should stop being so mad on it. Mm. Um, and I also stream sometimes. I've been kind of slacking on that because, as I said earlier, I'm prepping for a move, so my shit is kind of all over the place. But yeah, you can check out the other work I do is is on Fanbyte. Um, so yeah, check, check out all the stuff we do there. Nice. Uh, Cam, where can the folks find you? On Twitter at Cappy Can't Lose, C-A-P-I-C-A-N-T-L-O-S-E. Yeah, follow me and don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Uh, I'm at Polymayo. That's P-O-L-I-M as in Mario, A-Y-O. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them over to podcast at fanbike.com. Again, just put optional in the subject line so I can catch it. Uh, You can also send us questions um, in our amazing Discord. Uh, You can also find a channel for that in the Fanbyte Discord. Um, which you can find the link to in the show notes. Please be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify, and whatever other podcast catches are out there. Uh, if you could take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, though, honestly, that really, really does help us out. Helps us helps us with the logarithm and helps <laughs> us get on the other the other stuffs. Uh, as always, um, we're at the optional NYC on Twitter. You can find Fanbyte over at Fanbyte Media. You can find the rest of our podcast that me and Jordan Mallory produce over at fanbyte.com slash podcast or podcastnet.work if you're nasty. Some fire um, production. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to recommend this week, uh, you know what, I'm, like I always do, I'm going re- to recommend Volume Slider. And we and we wrapped up um, Creature Feature Month on You Love to See It, which nice. I also highly recommend. Um, check out our streams over at twitch.tv slash fanbyte um, also thank you so much to Jay for helping out on the Shout podcast as always you can find Jay over at Mama J on Twitter that's at M-O-M-M-A-J-A-A-E uh, and yeah check out fanbyte.com it's a, it's a good website and until next time everybody keep it simple keep it stupid <laughs> peace <laughs>
if you made it through the show, first of all, congratulations. I'm, and also, thank you. You found it yeah. good enough to keep on and not... To keep on listening. Go listen to, like, Joe Rogan or some bullshit. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, okay. Let's jump into this quick chat right now. Jay, if you got me with the stopwatch, um, let's start... Now, okay, so we all know what the game is about. We've all read, I'm sure at this point, things about the game, so we don't have to get into all that. Funke, as the reviewer for Fanbyte, please tell tell us your thoughts. What did you think You're of the basically game? You're basically an expert at this point. Right. Right. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, when I was <laughs> when I was in the trenches day one without a guide, it was honestly shocking how many things were just the weirdest, most obtuse puzzles. Um, I think the first hour or so was definitely nice. I liked it. I liked like walking around that digital environment, figuring stuff out. Uh, I didn't put this in my review, but it feels like a video game ass video game because mm. it, it, it can't really exist in another format or medium. Um, and I don't really get why it gets compared to movies a lot because it, it, it doesn't feel like that. It, there's no tension or mystery. It's all calculated movements uh but yeah that's my feeling I, I didn't i didn't like it and it it really makes you do some gross things a lot yeah, to yeah, get information yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah cam what'd you think so, yeah so like we we had a little discussion like right before i played the game um me and paul he mm-hmm. was just like if you get stuck at this point just hit me up like don't even waste your time like trying to bang your head against the wall i didn't really have too many tr- troubles with the actual game except for all of the game right like it's bad. It's hard to play this game. It's not really fun um, yeah. at all. Like, even though it's, like, really pretty and it's, like, pretty stylistic, like, it, it has a look to it. Like, it looks like it's going to be up my alley, and it just wasn't. Like, aside from all the, like, super, like, uh, try-hard problematic shit, like, uh, like, edgy stuff, like, the game itself is just hard to play. It's not mm-hmm. really enjoyable. Like, by my, like, fifth loop, I was like, I'm good. Like legit, I was like, I think I'm, I think I get it. Like, (laughs) like I was like, yes, I just, I pushed through for the next, what, three hours or whatever. And it was like the ending. I was like, yep, that's bad. Um, And then it was like, I thought that was the end. Like the big twist, I thought that was the end. And then there was like more. And I was like, oh, I'm It keeps going. It just kept going. I was like, yeah, I know. I I actually turned it off. And then I started reading like everybody's thoughts about it. And then I was like, wait, there's more game? Yeah, same. And then I opened it up again. I was like, yeah, it's more game. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good. So I didn't actually beat the game. And honestly, even that part was like, oh, that. That that was it. That's what you wanted to. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I, I I don't know. I just I just really struggled with the actual game itself. Like it just wasn't drawing me in. And then they had the nerve to like put like uh, these marquee names on on the mm. on the thing, and I didn't even know where Daisy Ridley was in this thing. <laughs> I, I knew like Willem Dafoe. I was like, all right, that's Willem Dafoe for sure. And she then the uh, wife. yeah, right. And then James McAvoy. I couldn't tell that was him either. So it was like. Yeah. If you're not going to make them do their thing, like, I don't don't understand the point of having them in the game. Like, making it a big deal, too. Because, like, my girlfriend was watching me play a little bit of the beginning. She was like, oh, they're in this? I was like, yeah, it's going to be good, right? (laughs) She was like, no. She She walked away, like, five minutes in. She she made popcorn. She came back. Yeah, absolutely. Where's James McAvoy? I'm going to go read. I was like, all right. You know what? That's not a bad call. 
Not a yeah. bad way to spend 12 so, minutes, to be honest. What about you, too? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, yeah, I echo all the same sen- sentiments. Like, I, I when it first was revealed, I remember everyone, like, kind of freaking out about it. Like, oh, wow, this looks amazing. This looks great. Ah, it's like, you know, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I was just kind of like, ah, well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Because it had those, like you said, those big names attached to it. And, yeah, they, they, I mean, it, I mean, I know y'all talked about this on um, uh, TFTK uh, last week, I believe. But it didn't really, you know, need those... Right. marquee names like you said mm-hmm. and yeah and and like the twist uh for those who have already played it or don't give a shit um is that you are your wife's brother and that this is basically some like mind palace that you're trapped in and that you were the one that uh it, it's like wait tried to kill her father right or kill uh, you you kill her father but also maybe not yeah uh, right, it's like right. you you don't um yeah, so, so Jay, this is news to Jay right now in the, in the <laughs> Discord chat. Uh, but yeah, that's the story. And in the process of doing of doing these things, you're also doing a couple of, you know, pretty gross things. Yeah, it's yeah. not, I, honestly, Game of Thrones is being nice. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to be too mean, but I, I'll go ahead and say that this, like, the ending and the and the story, the, the way it all unfolded. And, and I had such high hopes for it when I first started playing it because I was, like, leaning in, you know, uh, like elbow yeah. on my desk, like you know, just gave like, it the oh, college okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's a, it's an interesting thriller setup at the beginning, right. and yeah, the, yeah, the, the I, Cam, you said it earlier, but the perspective is really stylistic. It really pulls you in, um, but the content in it is hard to navigate and also just gross. Like at multiple points, like it, the main thing f- for me was was the drugging sequence. Yeah, back to oh the my cop. God. What that was fuck? just so off-putting, and you have to do it a few times to to get vital information to move the story forward. Yeah, it's just like why are you making us do? I this think that so was much? my the biggest point of like, all right, this is like this game you have to set. Like, I wish they built in like shortcuts at least to be like, all right, you right. did this. You don't have to drug her the seventeenth time. Yeah, to, just to mess up again because uh, the only part I actually got stuck on was like when you're interrogating the cop. I sh- I shot him in the stomach. Not knowing that you can choose which limb to shoot him mm. in, like it wasn't clear that you could do that, and mm. I accidentally like did it on my third try. Like I shot him in the leg. I was like, "Oh, you can do that? What the? Fuck? <laughs> 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 I've been torturing these people for hours. Like it was terrible. Yeah, it was just bad to play. Like it was, yeah. it was like some. I was like, you know, wincing like, at some points. Like what the fuck? Yeah, on? I mean, honestly, yeah. like a quick save option would have done would have worked wonders for a game like this. It's mm-hmm. that way I didn't have to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. Um but yeah, but then even then like the payoff isn't that great. It felt very to like to me like, you know, kind of first year film school school student type shit of like here's the edgy script and we shot it handheld. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. I I don't know. It, like I I I it, it's weird because like, I think like a couple of weeks back we were even talking like man, um, you know Annapurna like yeah. they really don't miss but damn you know I'm yeah. sorry but they don't uh, miss kind of yeah it but. just wasn't it I mean they for the next one I I think they can kind of get like because even I don't know I think it was just kind of corny you know like yeah it was less egregious than it was like just really corny like it's been mm-hmm. done before it wasn't really surprising it was just like what the fuck like. There was no the setup didn't uh you know justify the the ending like at all like there really yeah. was no setup it was just like where did this come from like I didn't know they were yeah <laughs> there was no clues a, in, like at all like <laughs> it goes down a completely different path and like w- the moment you find out about you being your your sister's brother mm-hmm. uh it 
that mental leap leap is so hard yeah. to make because I I was trying everything other than that because I'm like no way it is this piece of baby clothing what 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 <laughs> like that would mean that I'm her brother and just I, I was like watering the plant and shit because that was one of the things that carried over timeline to timeline um but yeah it it, it, it that whole thing like kind of out of left field ending didn't feel like it fit the plot at all. Mm -hmm. It felt like so out of the blue and yeah, edgy, but also just not even like, Oh, well that's cool. You did that. It's it's like, what you just throwing shit in here at the end yeah. for, for why. Right. I get it. So yeah. Um, pretty big disappointment for me personally. Um, mm. and, uh, I don't know. I like it definitely, reminded me of better stories with with loops in them oh that my gosh, we'll yeah. get into in a bit but mm -hmm. it's it's a shame because when it first started I, I mean yeah like i said i was i was into it i was leaning forward and i was taking i, I was taking notes and i was like oh this is gonna be great and then like the just ah that that payoff or, or lack thereof just really left a really bad taste in my mouth and then um you know obviously it's it's been it's been it's, it's interesting though because a lot of folks have just sort of glossed over a lot of this stuff, and I, I know that the you know there's plenty of people online vocally, uh, you know, uh, talking about how they feel mm -hmm. in regards to the game and some of the sort of cringier stuff that that that's involved. But it does kind of remind me a little bit of like, and there's some very clear references to Heavy Rain and, and David Cage's work that like oh, it's kind of yeah. hard that to deny. That was giving those vibes of. Yeah, because I mean, there's a part where he literally like looks at the window in the bathroom. And he's like, "Oh, heavy rain," and it's like, oh, "Okay, on the nose." All right, I see we're just gonna just do that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it is also important to like point this shit out because you know, not to uh, go back into that discussion about like boyfriend dungeon and and the the conversations around trigger With warnings, Kit Fox and games, like and yeah, yeah, yeah. So not to get into yeah. that stuff, but you know, it is important to just like talk about it too, like you know. They, it's it's something that I think like on this level I think it's just like a matter of like the shit is like like you said Cam it's just kind of kind of corny yeah the shining carpet in the hallway as well Jay thank you for that one oh yeah. um, so there's a lot of like very clear references to things but but one thing I found interesting that maybe we can wrap up on is that like on CFTK y'all talked about how um, it games feel this need to constantly try to feel like movies or have that same experience mm. um, how do y'all feel about that. Uh, funky, maybe I'll get your thoughts first. Yeah, I mean, video games should be video games. Like, you you don't really see other mediums trying to be like other mediums all the time and trying to position themselves as more mature. But mm. video games are are trapped in that mindset. It feels like it feels yeah. um, that there's so many people, creators and also fans, that are trying to legitimize this industry. But I, to me, it's legit. Like we should be just focusing on the things that are good and and that interactive spaces can do, uh, rather than trying so hard to mimic other other styles. Uh, like like twelve minutes for an, as an example. I, I wrote about this a bit in my review, but yeah, it, it it can only exist as a video game, and I don't really see those comparisons that much, especially when like the movies it's it's it it's trying to be like and and also like included in its marketing, like like uh, Memento. The Shining, uh, other stuff like that. It it doesn't feel like those because there's no suspense. You know what's mm -hmm. going to happen. You're you're actively trying to change what happens, and that isn't something you can do in a movie. Uh, I don't know. I, I I really wish there's a point where people just 
ignore other mediums and focus on games and what they are and what they can be. Oh, wow. I think well that's said. the perfect way to, yeah, perfect place to. <laughs> uh, Cam, unless you have anything to add. No, I mean, yeah, I, I echo those sentiments. It's just, it's just weird because, like you said, like uh, games will always be in this space where people in the like larger society will see them as play and therefore less valuable. And mm-hmm. like <laughs> the people in the space are always trying to battle against that and like overdo it a lot of times. But I think we're past that, right? Like I think we've proven that we don't have to do that anymore. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't, it, does, it feels, it feels weird, especially for this game to do that when it's the most video game as video game. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you have to be so pre- precise in this game. Like it's so gamey and you're like, we're, <laughs> we're like the movies. Like that's just absurd to me. Like it's just uh-huh. weird. Right? Like, I don't know, but yeah, you nailed it. Like it's just, we're, we're past that. The optional podcast. Channel F is a video game podcast covering today's hits, yesterday's classics, and everything in between. Join us, the staff of Fanbyte.com, as we discuss what we're playing, dig up weird finds at thrift stores, and take your questions. We guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you smarter, stronger, and more successful. Proven not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cause joke